Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the All Talk uh, podcast. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Christmas GTHO special. That's not the ho I was talking about. Oh, you're talking about Santa's hoes. <laughs> Santa's hoes. Santa's hoes. And, and his big sack of goodies. Yeah, jingle bells. Jingle. <laughs> his bells jingle. <laughs> I'm thinking of all the jokes when you're a kid. I'm thinking, is, of, I'm thinking about all the memes and the videos I've received from friends about Christmas. What, why does Santa walk funny? Because his bells jingle or something. I can't remember the jingle, jingle, jingle. But no, Christmas is here. It's our little Christmas special. It's car wash day today. Car wash day, yes. We've uh, got uh, Brody from Leading Edge on site. Cleaning all the cars, getting ready. We've had some terrible bushfires. It's a secret location. Okay, so we've got a secret location. He does have a permit to wash all the cars. But but he prefers to do it undercover. And it's very hot in Sydney today. So, um, But they're all getting a nice bath, getting decontaminated. Get all the ash that's been building up on it. My car is no longer Mythos Black. It's more like um, charcoal ash. Ray, it's, two, it's two-tone. I open my petrol tank and there's ash inside yeah. the cover. Yeah. There's just ash everywhere. Yeah. You open the door, it's just... Yeah, you open the door and the ash just drops inside the car. So. And, and the other day my staff came running in saying, it's raining ash. It was literally, it looked like, instead of water, it was ash falling yeah. down. Yeah, um, but it is terrible our, our thoughts all go out to the fire yeah, and so, everyone yeah. else. So, we just need bloody know, rain. First world problems for us that we have to get our car washed by someone else. But yeah. Um, four levels underground, but we're um, we're doing it the environmentally friendly way with minimum wastage of water. Okay, so um, bucket wash. Okay, so and we're going to get Brody on. He's busy. He's it's busy time of year for him, and um, I wanted I wanted to have a quick chat to him one one day about what you can do, the difference in car washes, and that was. We'll have Brody on. One episode. It's been a while since we've done a car wash one, but we've had some well, friends. We, go, we had Eamon on. He's, uh, yeah, the, he's, he's the the owner of Leading Edge. We had Eamon on, and but Eamon just kept talking about his M one forty i. Eamon <laughs> on the track. But going back to the bushfires, we had some friends who uh, were literally their back fence got burnt down, and yeah, the side side of his shed was all scorched. Yeah. Uh, very lucky, lucky the rural fire brigade. Um, and he had to move okay. all his collection. He moved all his cars. He had time. I mean, there's other people that... Other people just didn't have time. That they were just... Yeah. So our thoughts go out for, for them during this uh, Christmas period where it's just um, chaos out in the in much of uh, Australia, New South Wales and, and, in, and in Queensland. So uh, Merry Christmas yeah. to them and let's hope they uh, get through this uh, tragedy. What else, mate? How's the Audi stories? How's the Audi going? Audi, $9,000 <laughs> of repairs. God bless extended warranty. Okay. When's um, that run out? Another year and a half, and then the car's going. <laughs> the car's gone. Unbelievable. But they had to tear the whole front of the car off. Bumper bar, headlights, uh, radiator, all the cooling system, to do an oil leak and a water pump. You had to pull the front of my car apart. It looked, I went and saw it. I thought it was in for panel repairs. It had a front end they've, they've, they've ripped everything off. Mate, they pretty much rip everything off and sit in front of it and fix it. You, you know what it looked like? I, I saw the guy there. I thought my Audi was about to give birth out of the water pump. And that's probably why it's so bloody expensive. I mean, the labour and the time. Very labour intensive, you know. It's not the parts. So, you know, but I've got my eye on something. 
Christmas present? No, 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 no. Not this Christmas, but uh, all going well. The uh, So I'm looking at, at the Dodge Ram. Ah, uh, yes. The 1500. Uh, but... Because I remember when we first started, it was all tried and tried and with you. Yeah, but it's, uh, I just, <laughs> it got to a point where I couldn't deal with the Mitsubishi dealer anymore. You know? So yeah. Ram. Now, well, going back to that, Right, just we'll touch on it momentarily. <laughs> Let's go so, back to episode three. Yeah, so back to episode three. So basically, in all this time, I've never once heard from any Mitsubishi dealer I contacted ever again. Right? So I left my name, number, email, everything. Fuck all. Right? I gave my details to this nice young man at a Dodge dealership. Yep. Okay, I was just looking at it in the yard. He came out. Hi, how you doing? Yep. Gave him my details. I said, look, I'm not ready yet. You know, and then, you know, as I'm a salesperson, I have my own business. I gave him my card. I said, mate, there's my card. I go, look, I, I don't really want a brand new one, but if you get a demo or, you know, whatever, mm. keep me in mind. But the guy rang me last week. and he said, mate, we do have a demo. Okay, did you want to have a look at it? And I saw him. I said, look, I'm not quite ready yet. Things have changed. You know, I'm going to keep my car for another 12 months. But thanks for ringing me. Okay, but you know, by, by all means, feel free to get in touch. Okay, in six months or what? That's how you do business. That's right. Oh, look, I, if this guy doesn't ring me in the next six months and I'm ready, I'll still go see him because he made that he contact. Made the effort. He good, made the effort. Good, good business. And I was, I was behind a Ram the other day and they, they are a, a, it's a, a lovely good, car. It's a good size. Very nice car. For, for Australia, it's, it's a pretty good size. They're, they're not too big. They're not like your. F-150 massive long wheelbase type size the Ram is just the right size for Australia it's it's big enough yeah. but not stupid big yeah it's, it's just that little bit bigger than our usual range of highlights yeah. you know it's a little bit bigger but it doesn't load you know you don't need two parking spaces no no it's, it's probably just need enough. one and a quarter yeah but no it's a nice but it, it is the older model yeah. and I think they were just giving it a trial run. HSV convert. Well, I think uh, HSV got a good deal on, uh, well, Dodge Ram Australia, the subsidiary. They got a got good deal, X-Factory, on all the probably all the run-out stock, yeah. uh, which has worked well. And so, it's selling well. Yeah. And, and, and I think in the new year, they're going to probably bring out the, the Well, update. the update should be here, but um, the, the Silverado 1500 is on the way to Australia. Through HSV, which is the smaller one, I've seen a lot of one, which is the Dodge Ram fifteen hundred competitor. Uh, competitor. So, uh, and that is a new car, so it's not the run out model. Holden deals. I've seen some long bed Silverados. Well, that's the twenty five hundred. Yeah, that's a big. Truck. That's a big. That's like, that's too big. Like Australia. you need in the in the cities. Yeah, yeah. You know, you go to that. That the only place you're parking that, even if you go to Bunnings, is the spot that says you know uh, trucks and trailers only. So, yeah, it's it's a that's a long it's a beast, yeah. and but out in the country it would it, it's it's enough room out in the outback. But they're doing a good job. I mean, there was talk of Toyota looking at the Tundra to come out as a right hand drive. Yeah, they said, but yeah, Toyota's reluctant to let a third party re-engineer their vehicles. No, and it's um, it's too late officially anyway. And it's so, too, it's too late in the production line for them to convert yeah. it from factory. So the Tundra's a big. Vehicle, but that's more like a that's an F one fifty to two. You think it's bigger than a Land Cruiser Ute? Would you call it a Land Cruiser Ute or bigger? It's big. It's a big vehicle. I don't know if yeah, I'm not. I don't know about the Tundra. It sells very well in the states. I don't know 
uh, if you look on the road here, I mean, everyone's got the same opportunity here to buy a car and have it converted. And the Tundra is offered by a couple of the companies that do conversions. Yeah, but I think Performax is yeah, that, the take-up's very low. Yeah. And that's probably reflective of people's mentality that, you know, they'll buy the F-150, the 2500, you know, and those type of vehicles because, you know, that's... They're, they're more popular. For it. They're in, yeah. They're but in the States, the Tundra's a big seller. Oh, yeah. There's a lot. You know? We saw a lot when we went there so, last month. Um, I think for them, unless it's a factory right-hand drive Australian dealership car. Yeah, Toyota won't back Toyota it. Toyota won't back it. But, yeah, that's what I'm looking at for late next year now. So And the other, the, the fourth, the, the, the Minnow in America is the Nissan Titan. Yeah, not going to... But, but they're not in Australia. I haven't seen nah, one in Australia. Nah. That's like a Minnow. No, so that's just... Uh, I think that runs the same engine, the V8 petrol, as the uh, Patrol. Patrol, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's a big... Look, the people, a few people I know with the 1500 Ram, it's got the 5.7 Hemi in it. They reckon it's reasonably economical. The diesel apparently uses more fuel, the, the V6 diesel. But it's probably better for towing. Uh, yeah, but look... Many, most people that buy these things don't tow a lot. No. They're going to tow no more than a jet ski or something like that. <laughs> you know. In the back of the Laramie. That's right. So, uh, we'll, see, we'll see what happens. So, shopping. Are you excited? Utes. Not really. No. Car shopping is just, uh, just a past. The Rams, is it only a two-door? Is there a four-door? That's a four-door. It's a four-door. Yeah. It was like, it's lovely to sit in. You sit in there and, like... You know, you realise how big it is once you sit there and you see the lid on the centre console. Yeah, it's why. It's like a picnic table. Yeah, yeah, you can fit three laptops on that thing and you've still yeah. got enough room. And this, and news this week as well, they've released photos of the new Suburban, Tahoe. Escalade. Cadillac. Yeah, the Escalade. Yeah. It's getting OLED screens and they're curved. Yep. And, yep. There's, um, well, if you look at, at the same time this week as that being announced... Holden's pulled the plug on the Commodore. I was going to talk about it. Well, that, what they've said is they've retired the name. It's fucking dead. Look, the car's dead. One, it shouldn't have been called the Commodore. We've talked about this at nauseum. However, <coughs> Opal is now sold to Peugeot. They can't get the... They haven't signed a no, deal. I'll make, call, I'll make the call. Holden is only going to survive as a brand if the French buy it. It's not, it's not going to happen. Okay, because Holden, Holden as a brand is dead. They, they, uh, uh, I'm a Holden boy. It is dead. They have no product. They have to rename. That Holden should should have been buried with the closure of the the manufacturing. Everyone, we've said this at episode one. They it's, should rebrand the dealership Chevrolet, GM. The no, Corvette, G- well, GM. GM. GM dealerships with a selection of the vehicles the Australian people will buy in their showrooms. The, so that's. The Camaro, the Corvette. Corvette's the halo car that, that's the, coming the, out. The Chevy, the Blazer should have been built right here. The, the, what would you call? Just the, the incompetence from GM. Look, the, the Australian public have always been treated shit, except for the European manufacturers to an extent. Yeah. How, and then on, on what fucking planet does GM not say, huh, let's see. Australia is the largest market per capita that buys AMG product. So what do these fucktards do? When the Camaro is getting developed, mind you... By Australians. By Australians on the same platform as our Commodore, they don't make a right-hand drive Camaro. 
Yeah. Fucking morons. Yeah. It's Meanwhile, just, people are buying AMGs left, right, and, and center. And you've got companies like Mercedes, BMW, Audi, Volkswagen Group. They, they can't they, get enough performance cars. And they give us... To give, sell. Whatever they sell in Europe, we've got access to. Well... Even Maybach. Yeah. Even cars that are... That's wild. right. Inter- the one, an interesting fact is that Australia has always received the top loaded range of the AMGs. We there's don't no get, options. There's no options, right? We, well, there is, but we get the S, where in other markets... You get the base in The base, and then there's options and options and options and options, right? When it comes to sunroofs, like comfort packs right. and things, where we get everything but, fully loaded. There's a market there. Look at your competitor. Now, you may not be competing uh, as a... You know, the SS Commodore wasn't competing with a C63, right? But the appetite, you look and say, hang on, if we send the Camaro factory into Australia for sub 80k. Like the Mustang. It was there. You had the platform. Even with the Chevy Blazer, everyone's going to SUVs and you develop a car, well, it's supposed to be a global car, left-hand drive only. What are you, fucking stupid? So what do we get? We get the Captiva from Korea. (laughs) Come on, guys. Can can, can I say That's why they're dead and buried. It'll be GM... What will save them is... They're GM dealerships, and they have things like, you know, the Cadillac brand in there, the Chevrolet brand in there, and if they want to have the Holden brand in there to sell shit like the Barina and the Astro or whatever... They're all gone. Astro's finished. That's right. That's the only thing that's going to save GM in Australia. But even the dealers, once as as little as 10 to 15 years ago, they were selling 80,000 Commodores a year. Imagine right. you're a franchisee. Well, they yanked a lot of the franchises anyway, and these guys went and just took Kia and Hopkins like, dealerships. Because you know, I drove past uh, the at Homebush there, and they got oh, they're pushing everything. Honda and Nissan. Honda, Nissan, everything. They they got no choice. They, they had to. Yeah. They had to. But run one of the out. that that's what's going to save them because look, they bring yes the the Corvettes coming. So now build after all these years, build around it. After all these years. Australia gets a right-hand drive halo model, but we don't have any siblings. Yeah, build around it. It's business sense. But they don't have anything in in the pipeline to build. The Corvette's going to attract people to your brand and then sell them... But Pete, they don't have good right-hand drive product to sell. I agree with you. And that's what I'm saying. This is an opportunity for them to fix it. They've got the Holden uh, Acadia, the seven-seater. Nice car, big car, everything. But you know what? No one's aspiring to pay 60. People walk in and just buy a Kluger because it's a Kluger. They're buying an outdated platform over your brand new car. You know why? Right? Because of the brand. See, and you look at Ford, Ford has a similar problem and, and I think they backed themselves into a similar corner. They were known as the Falcon car company. That's right. And then they thought, we're gonna bring the Mustang in, that's our Halo model. And now they've become the Ranger car company. Well, they're the Ranger and the Mustang. That's it. No, the, you're not selling anything else. Yeah. The, the focus is almost dead and buried. That's right. Their SUVs, the Cougar, they've renamed it Everett Edge. And like, they're, they're not selling. The Explorer between the, Co- between the Koreans and the European, people are walking in and saying, mate, I'll just go buy myself a, a, Europe, a, a BMW or a Mercedes, an A-Class or a... Because everyone's a two-car home now, right? So you don't need the big car. That's right, to fit everyone. Years gone by, you bought a big family car because you only had one family car. And one little run around if you had to go to the corner shop. 
if you if wanted you, a second if, car. If you had the money. Now, mum's got a car, dad's got a car. Right. So generally now they don't need the big family car. Dad's running around in an SUV or a Ute. Mum's running around in an A-Class or a 1 Series or a, an A3 or an A4 if an Audi. Or they're going to the Hyundai to the Santa Fe and stuff like that where they're getting like a 100k Euro car for 55. Yeah, and the Euros have gone down. They've gone down into those markets as That's well. That's right, because so they had no choice. Yeah, they had to sell. They had to build their numbers. You know, and as much as it, I mean, it sounds weird, but if you blindfolded someone, took the steering wheel badge off in any branding off, say, a Hyundai Santa Fe, and sat someone in it that had, had no idea about cars, didn't show, even showed them the outside, debadged, you could throw a European badge on that car. No wouldn't know. And I'll probably get called a chauvinist or something by the feminazi. You know what? <laughs> if, if I could take my wife, put a Merc badge on it, right? She'd say, lovely. Yeah. I love it. You know why? Because the quality is good. It's got the diamond stitch seats, the quilted seats. There's not many yeah, shit it, cars it's, anymore. It, that's right. What did Holden do? Dumps the Arcadia on us and the interior is still out of the 90s. Oh, General Motors have never been renowned for interiors. So. I mean, guys... Go look at your competitors. It doesn't co- that the, the the interior on the Acadia or whatever else product is not going to cost any more or less as the interior on the Hyundai Santa Fe, for example. But if you look at the recent Kia ads, they start with the interior and pan That's out, right. and then it reveals the Kia badge. That's right. But the the immediate shot is like a nice interior with nice premium colours yeah, and combinations. Not, guys, it's not hard. But if you just want to, if you just want to. You know, sorry, but if you want to just sell cars to fat Americans, give them the Acadia. Yeah. Australians don't want it. Yeah. You know what they want? They want nice. Yeah. Even if it's not top shelf leather, at least it can look nice. It doesn't look like my lounge chair. But Australians, like you said with the AMG example, we buy the higher spec cars as a ratio compared to the rest of the world. Who goes in and buys a Pogo Pack no 63? The country of plenty, mate. Mercedes stopped bringing them. No one was buying them. Yeah. They had to use them as demos and to sell them. Yeah. So what they do, mate, gets the S-Pack, all of them. Yeah. That's it. Just load it up, all the drive. Right. There you go. Walk into it. the dealership and tell them you want a new one and you want to pick the colour and this, that, the other. See you in nine months. Yeah. That's right. correct. Okay. Meanwhile, Holden's doing fleet deals to offload the ZB Commodore at probably cost price. Or le- they're losing oh, money. Yeah. No, they're losing money. And now they're being hammered by Europe. You, you can name a price in a Holden dealership and they'll, they'll, they'll give you a whatever yeah. car you want. Name Sorry. a price and they'll do it. But but that the, the, the Commodore was finished. That that market's gone. Even the people that are left in it, like how many Passats or Camrys you see on the road? If it wasn't for Uber, you'd see no more Camrys. That, that, there's no, I've hardly seen a Mazda 6 on the road. That's correct. That, that large car market's gone. That's, but don't forget, a lot of the lesser cars have grown into that market. So a Mazda 3 now is as big as a Mazda 6 That's from right. 10 years ago. So no more, and the wagon's going that That's way right. too. And one of the things I think, I look at, I'm looking out the window here, and I'm thinking, everyone's got, there's multiple cars in every house, right? So the kids grow up, they buy a car. Right, straight away now. Because Sydney's not very transport friendly. So I think, especially in Australia, it's getting very close. I, what I'd be looking at is, similar to Japan, anything over a certain age, okay, has to get either bought back or you're going to you know, tax them for it. That's right. 
almost like the Singapore model, where cars in Singapore, they, they get 10-year-old registrations, and then towards the end of the 10 years, they're worth next to nothing, because if you want to buy that nine-year-old car, you have to pay a, an extra 10 years on uh, like a certificate of, of registration, and that's why, and the taxes in Singapore are quite high. We, we talked about it in, in other podcasts where Uber had to buy their cars in Singapore, like yeah. the Singapore model, so you get... Well, I can't, look, we don't have a manufacturing industry anymore, so that's one. Well, we do. Like you know, there's a couple of these guys that are converting these cars, pretty much creating an yeah, industry. Yeah. Well, it's, a, it's creating a lot of jobs. It's a car modification market. Watch the video. The HSV has a video on the conversion for the Camaro. That's re-engineering the front of the car. Yeah, it's, it's a, a lot. Of, job. It's a big job. And they're not doing so sticker pads. Very. I mean, this is good on the Aussies, but I think that and you know everyone's gonna say oh not everyone can afford a new car well they can and they can't right it's priorities it's a generational thing okay and if no one makes decisions it won't happen in this or next generation but there's a lot of shit cars on the road unsafe no pollutants you know and they're allowed to go because politicians and governments don't want to be seen as, oh, you know, mate. And it's, and it's state by state. In Victoria, they don't have the scheme that we've got in New South Wales where you've got to get your pig slip every year. They don't get no. their cars checked. You it's know, only when you buy them they get checked. I, I, it's, you either put restrictions on them, and that's how you create more a bit more work, and that's what should have been happening if they want to protect a car, you know, a car industry. Uh, I'm even thinking it might get to a point where back in the 50s and 60s, Holden was building flat pack cars, right? Yeah, they're bringing me in. There, there's there's, there's, there's actually kits. Australian right-hand drive 57 Chevs and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, they're assembly kits. Right. That's correct. So that's effectively what HSV and some of these other guys are doing with the conversions. But they're buying a whole car. Yeah, and pulling it apart and re-engineering it. And re-engineering it. Yeah. So, but it's just, it's, you know, you're trying to solve the world's problems. But even problems, 60s and 70s, you had S-Class Mercs built here, the, the Beatles built here. Yeah. You know, a lot of, man- and they're all from one factory. They're all being like assembled a- here because there was less taxes, it was creating jobs. Down in Zealand, the LGs. I, I, I always say it, that people say Australia's a lucky country. Australia is the lucky country. Mm. It's a dumb country. A lot of smart people, problem is, right, a lot of them aren't in positions of power. Right? There's a lot of dumb people and a lot of people that make dumb decisions, short-sighted decisions. No sport, yeah. Right? There's no need to have 30, 20-year-old cars on the road, maybe as I've got a couple of old cars, but they're on historic rego. Yeah. They get used once a month, once every two months, and it's reflective. It's like a hobby horse, the old cars. But they're not being they're used. They're not dailies. I'm not using a 20-year-old car that burns oil okay as my daily and people that drive that car generally right i'm going to generalize here and some people will crack it don't look (laughs) after the fucking car but they don't the the guy that buys a thousand dollar car to get from a to b doesn't look after the fucking car no right he lets it fucking run on a fucking no oil probably leaves it unlocked he doesn't repair it he doesn't buy new tires for it he goes and buys second-hand tyres. No insurance. I've got friends that have got workshops. He goes, mate, guys come in here and go, oh, I need a second-hand tyre. Mate, a new fucking tyre is 60 bucks for your car. Hmm. Yeah, I don't want to spend 60 bucks. Fuck off. Right? What's the, 
I mean, people that are listening to this podcast care about cars. We're, we're, cars are a hobby. Mate, there are people out there that hate driving. Mate, meanwhile, I've got... You get the police pulling over a bloke because, you know, his window tint's too dark. Meanwhile, fucking Red Camry's gone past with fucking, you know, no taillights working and ball tyres and smoke coming out of it. Yeah, that's true. Mate. But there are people there that just don't like cars. <coughs> and it's just a means, a way of getting around, but like because of lack of infrastructure in, in public transport. But that's the it's, way it is. Look, we've got, we've got transport, but unfortunately in Sydney, for people that aren't from Sydney, our topography yeah, we're, we're very good. spread out. Right, we're very spread out. Sydney is not on a plain, it's not a flat area, it's uh, hills and valleys and stuff. So, you know, it, like, very rarely can you walk to the station without walking up a hill. Yeah. Right? So, and that's, uh, you know, first of all problems maybe, at least we've got transport, but it's inaccessible because if you're on one end of town, you've got to get to another end of town, You, it could be a two-hour trip. Oh, yeah. And it's not even like two-hour, like in a straight-line trip. No, no. It's get off, walk across the road, catch a bus, catch a train. So people drive. Or you can catch the new tram. It takes 50 minutes from Randwick to the city. You can fucking walk there. It's Penrith is quicker. If you catch a train, and someone has said if you walk, it's probably quicker. That should have been underground. That should have right? been. Did you hear that, Gladys? It should have been a tram. But No, no. It should have been a... Tram, electric, whatever tram. It should, yeah, it should have been underground, right? Because then you didn't deal with traffic and the people. But again, in this country, we have to deal with environmentalists, this, that. Listen, fuck off, we're digging a hole and putting a fucking light rail in, right? That was my uh, four year old toddler that just heard me say fuck off and said that chili, yep, chili for baba. Sorry, sorry, Bona. He's our producer today. The producer <laughs> has censored me, and apparently I have to put chili in my mouth now. Ooh, so my parenting skills are on point, because the kid knows right from wrong. Daddy, daddy, daddy daycare. Doing a good job. Well, like we said earlier, we should run all our listeners uh, a Merry Christmas. Yeah. Oh, I'm buying a jet ski. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's your Christmas present. So next year's the Ram. This so, year's no, no, no. Ski. I'm buying myself a jet ski. Um, one of my one of my mates is offloading his one because he got a brand new one for himself for Christmas. I'll see you in a second hand. So I'm getting a second hand. I'll just see how I like it because that way, if I don't like it, the the damage on the resale is not that bad. I will tell you what, I, I, we we had a jet ski. My brother had a jet ski about 20 years ago. You had a jet ski three yeah, times. Three times. <laughs> and mate, all I could remember of Boat Harbour was digga, 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 trying to get this thing to start. Yeah, this is no, watering. This is all good. It's got the digital dash and everything uh, and. You know, it's got all the safety features and on it's it. It's not speed restricted like mine was yeah. in Cairns. So, so we will update that in early January. So we're going to do the boat. So we've got Ross's boat. So between Ross's boat and your jet ski, yeah, it looks like this boat podcast is going to be happening. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I am going to jet ski to Ross's wharf. wharf. And I'll catch the ferry and do a review. That's right. That. So yeah. make it into water top gear challenge. Is that? That's, yeah. So... So anyway, like we said earlier, everyone have a good Christmas. Thank you for your support. We had our 50th. Merry Christmas. We got a good feedback with our 50th spectacular last week. Shout out to Bill Nico and for your comments. And um, we had a lot of uh, feedback saying it was one of the funniest shows that we had on. So thank you to uh, all you listeners out there that have uh, supported us and 
enjoy the festive season. I hope Santa brings you the presents that you wish. If not, at least a little model of what you wanted. One world scale. <laughs> um, we're not sure with our scheduling. We may have a break for a week or two, but uh, we'll see how we go. Yeah. If we have an extra episode, you'll, you'll hear it. If you don't, you'll, you'll hear us in the new year. So everyone, have a great Christmas. You know, be safe. Uh, look out for the fires if you're going to go on country drives. Just be careful out there. And um, thank you for all your support. Um, rate us, review us. You know the drill. Uh, download us wherever you can. The podcast is pretty much everywhere. And uh, we'll, we'll speak to you in the new year. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you, everyone. Goodbye.